Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Mudupe Ogunyemi. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the place where we share tips and insights to help immigrants secure the bag. As always, we start with a disclaimer. This is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. Everything we say on this show is for education and entertainment only. Please note that investing comes with risks, so please do your own due diligence or consult your financial advisor or both before making any investment decision. Today, we're going to be talking about how to build wealth with your nine-to-five job. I know a lot of people argue that you can never be wealthy working for someone else. A lot of motivational speakers spin this narrative out there. But I think the likes of Sunda Pichai, the CEO of Google, or Steve Baumer, the former CEO of Microsoft, give us reason to argue or disagree with that narrative. These are examples of people who have made serious bank working for the companies that they worked for. So today, by way of example, I want to talk about something that's been trending on social media in the last few days. I mean, <laughs> unless you've literally been under a rock in the last few days, you would have heard of the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk. Actually, I should rephrase that. <laughs> it's more like Elon Musk finally completed the purchase of Twitter after lots of drama over the last several months. But anyway, that's not our actual focus right now. Our focus is on the firing of the senior leadership of Twitter as soon as Elon took control. So he allegedly fired the CEO and CFO and perhaps a couple more C-suite executives at Twitter. Well, that is news. That is not the news <laughs> that we want to talk about right now. The firing of these C-suite executives is where things get a bit more interesting about this piece of news. These executives, collectively, are said to have a severance package of, wait for it now, $122 million. That's USD, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, what were you saying about not getting rich working a nine-to-five again? In a report I read on Reuters, the CEO's severance package alone is said to be about $57.4 million. You see, I like to round things up. So I'll say that's approximately $60 million in severance. The CFO's severance is about $44.5 million. So if we were to round that up again, you know, I'd say about... $15 million, right? The chief policy officer's severance on his part is said to be about $20 million. So tell me that narrative again, that you can't build wealth, work in a nine-to-five job, and tell me if $50 million is not wealth or if even $20 million is not rich. I mean, if you were fired and handed a $20 million check, 
are you going to go home sad? Or are you going to be going home like, yeah, that was cool. Nice doing business with you all. I'm going to see you all later. How are you going to go home with a $20 million check in your pocket? Okay. I mean, I saw a former Twitter staff on Twitter today just tweeting about his willingness to invest between $1 million and $5 million in an early stage company if there was one doing something that he finds interesting enough to be his next venture now that he has been fired from Twitter. So yeah, if having a free cash flow of a million dollars or $5 million is not rich, then it sure is a good kind of poor. <laughs> it definitely is a good kind of poor. And no, these monies are not salaries per se, okay? They come from things like stock grants which aren't entirely uncommon in tech companies, okay? And although they don't vest immediately, and there are usually rules around them, they are still fantastic vehicles with which employees can make bank and have been making bank, actually, quietly. You just haven't been hearing about it. And if you didn't know, well, now you know. <laughs> and so as an immigrant, as you go about looking for that next job or that next opportunity, perhaps begin to look a bit more strategically now, okay? I mean, starting your own business is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Being an entrepreneur, a successful one, if you are able to be successful at it, is fantastic. It's great, okay? It is great. But there may be money you are leaving on the table as an employee if you are not well-informed about these things, or if you're not looking closely enough or smartly enough. That's some game I just gave you right there. And you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Last week, I did say that I was going to begin a spotlight segment on this show. You know, uh, something like a show and tell kind of segment to showcase immigrants, particularly female immigrants who have defied all odds to become successful and to get to where they are at today. So I'm kicking off that segment today by spotlighting a phenomenal woman called Terrari Trent, Dr. Terrari Trent. I first learned of this woman many years ago on Oprah Winfrey's show, and I thereafter went to look her up and connect with her on social media. If you follow me on any of my social media platforms, you might have seen me talk about her before. I personally find her story completely and absolutely inspiring. And she continues to inspire me and motivate me till this day. Her path to success was as unlikely as it was unimaginable. Had she not been living proof of it, you would have argued, and quite understandably so, that it is simply impossible to transcend the kind of challenges that she overcame to become who she is today. Who is Dr. Terrari Trent? Dr. Terrari Trent was born in a remote village in Zimbabwe in 1965. Now, if you listened to the podcast last week, where I talked about the unfortunate issue of money wives and how it is still being practiced in some parts of Africa today, in the year 2022, then you can imagine how many more harmful cultural practices would have been in place in many African villages back in the 60s. 
So Dr. Tara Trent was born in the mid 60s, in that era, okay, to a family and a culture and a society that did not believe in educating the girl child. She was born into a family and a culture that believed the woman's place is solely in the kitchen and not in school or acquiring any form of education at all. So while the boys were sent to school, the girls were kept at home. That was the practice, or should I say, that was the society that she was born into. So while she was kept away from formal education, her brother, Tinashe, was sent to school. However, he didn't care much for school. Imagine the irony. <laughs> so Tara would sneak around his books, read up on them, and generally do Tinashe's homework for him. Now, Tinashe's school teacher noticed that the quality of his homework was far better than the quality of the work that he did in school. And so when the cat was let out of the bag, the teacher begged their father to let Tararai attend school. The father agreed, but only for a short period. He soon collected a bright price of a cow. A cow. That's how much the girl child was worth back in the days, ladies and gentlemen. Her father collected a bright price of a cow for her and married her off. So she was part of the child marriage statistics of Africa, really. And let's not even talk about consent where the African girl child is concerned. But anyway, moving on. So by the age of 18, Tarai already had three children and of course, no education. In fact, her husband would beat her up anytime she expressed the desire to go to school. Now, in 1991, a missionary visited their village and asked every woman to state their greatest dreams. <laughs> Tararai said hers was to go to America, get a bachelor's degree, get a master's, and then get a PhD. Now, given the circumstances that I've already described to you, you can imagine how impossible those dreams were, okay? Completely impossible. I mean, a teenager with several kids already, no education, an abusive marriage, where, how is that going to come to pass, you know? But as they say, where there's a will, there's always a way. So fast forward to 1998, and she now had five children, and you can say that those dreams seemed even more impossible and more unachievable than they were in 1991, right? But guess what? Something happened in the year 1998. Her husband got an opportunity to move to the US. So she, her husband, and their five children moved to the US. He activated her dreams immediately. Three years later, that's three years after she moved to the U.S. with her family. She got her bachelor's. Listen, guys, I did my bachelor's without kids, and I know how hard it was. So I can only imagine how much harder it must have been for her with an abusive husband and a whole five kids. But she did that, guys. She did it. And by 2003, she had earned her master's degree. Can you imagine that? This threatened <laughs> her husband. He just couldn't understand it. And so he continued to abuse her. He continued to beat her up, even there in the US. And so in 2003, when she got her master's degree, her husband got deported for abuse because the more she saw that education, the more he beat her up. 
Anyway, long story short, in 2009, guess what? She earned her PhD. Those dreams that were virtually impossible in 1991 when she wrote them down, that woman achieved every single one of them. Every single one of them. She has since remarried, and in addition to being featured on the opera show, she's published so many books, and she's just a huge, huge inspiration for me personally and for many women out there. So I share her story to say, whatever it is you're going through right now, you can overcome. It might not seem that way right now, but you can overcome. It may not be easy, but it is possible. And you may not see a path to it right now. You may not see a path to how your dreams can come true. But if you don't stop believing in them, you can achieve them. Today, Dr. Terrari Trent, who wasn't allowed to go to school, who was married off for the price of a cow, who had three children by the time she was 18, that same woman has now built several schools in Zimbabwe, including one in her native village, which she built in 2014 with a $1.5 million donation from Oprah. That same terrorite trend, ladies and gentlemen, who was kept away from school, who was married off as a child, and all of that. She did that in spite of all her limitations, circumstances, she did that. She achieved every single one of those dreams. Dr. Tarai Trent, ladies and gentlemen, is my show and tell for today. Look her up online and be inspired. On that note, we've come to the end of today's edition of TIB, the Immigrant Bad Podcast. Until next week, when we bring another exciting episode your way again, this is Madupe saying keep your friends close, keep your money closer, and keep your family closest.